Section 40 of Grey's Anatomy, Part 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roger Clifton. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 5 by Henry Grey. Section 40. The Vagina. The vagina extends from the vestibule to the uterus and is situated behind the bladder and in front of the rectum. It is directed upward and backward, its axis forming with that of the uterus an angle of over 90 degrees, opening forward. Its walls are ordinarily in contact, and the usual shape of its lower part on transverse section is that of an H, the transverse limb being slightly curved forward or backward, while the lateral limbs are somewhat convex towards the median line. Its middle part has the appearance of a transverse slit. Its length is 6 to 7.5 centimetres along its anterior wall and 9 centimetres along its posterior wall. It is constricted at its commencement, dilated in the middle and narrowed near its uterine extremity. It surrounds the vaginal portion of the cervix uteri, a short distance from the external orifice of the uterus, its attachment extending higher up on the posterior than on the anterior wall of the uterus. To the recess behind the cervix, the term posterior fornix is applied, while the smaller recesses in front and at the sides are called the anterior and lateral fornices. Relations The anterior surface of the vagina is in relation with the fundus of the bladder and with the urethra, its posterior surface is separated from the rectum by the recto-uterine excavation in its upper fourth and by the recto-vesical fascia in its middle two-fourths. The lower fourth is separated from the anal canal by the perineal body. Its sides are enclosed between the levatories ani muscles. As the terminal portions of the ureters pass forward and medialward to reach the fundus of the bladder, they run close to the lateral fornices of the vagina and as they enter the bladder are slightly in front of the anterior fornix. Structure The vagina consists of an internal mucus lining and a muscular coat separated by a layer of erectile tissue. The mucous membrane, tunica mucosa, is continuous above with that lining the uterus. Its inner surface presents two longitudinal ridges, one on its anterior and one on its posterior wall. These ridges are called the columns of the vagina, and from them numerous transverse ridges or rugae extend outward on either side. These rugae are divided by furrows of variable depth, giving to the mucous membrane the appearance of being studded over with conical projections or papillae. They are most numerous near the orifice of the vagina, especially before parturition. The epithelium covering the mucous membrane is of the stratified squamous variety. The submucous tissue is very loose and contains numerous large veins which by their anastomoses form a plexus together with smooth muscular fibres derived from the muscular coat. It is regarded by Gussenbauer as an erectile tissue. It contains a number of mucous crypts but no true glands. The muscular coat, tunica muscularis, consists of two layers, an external longitudinal, which is by far the stronger, and an internal circular layer. 
the longitudinal fibres are continuous with the superficial muscular fibres of the uterus. The strongest fasciculi are those attached to the recto-vesical fascia on either side. The two layers are not distinctly separable from each other, but are connected by oblique decussating fasciculi, which pass from the one layer to the other. In addition to this, the vagina at its lower end is surrounded by a band of striped muscular fibres, the bulbocavernosus. External to the muscular coat is a layer of connective tissue containing a large plexus of blood vessels. The erectile tissue consists of a layer of loose connective tissue situated between the mucous membrane and the muscular coat. Embedded in it is a plexus of large veins and numerous bundles of unstriped muscular fibres derived from the circular muscular layer. The arrangement of the veins is similar to that found in other erectile tissues. The external organs. Parties genitales externae muliebris. The external genital organs of the female are the mons pubis, the labia majora et minora pudendi, the clitoris, the vestibule of the vagina, the bulb of the vestibule, and the greater vestibular glands. The term pudendum or vulva, as generally applied, includes all these parts. The mons pubis, commissura labiorum anterior, mons veneris, the rounded eminence in front of the pubic symphysis, is formed by a collection of fatty tissue beneath the integument. It becomes covered with hair at the time of puberty. The labia majora, labia majora pudendi, are two prominent longitudinal cutaneous folds which extend downward and backward from the mons pubis and form the lateral boundaries of a fissure or cleft, the pudendal cleft or rima, into which the vagina and urethra open. Each labium has two surfaces, an outer, pigmented and covered with strong, crisp hairs, and an inner, smooth and beset with large sebaceous follicles. Between the two there is considerable quantity of areola tissue, fat, and a tissue resembling the dartos tunic of the scrotum, besides vessels, nerves, and glands. The labia are thicker in front, where they form by their meeting the anterior labial commissure. Posteriorly, they are not really joined, but appear to become lost in the neighbouring integument, ending close to and nearly parallel with each other. Together with the connecting skin between them, they form the posterior labial commissure or posterior boundary of the pudendum. The interval between the posterior commissure and the anus, from 2.5 to 3 centimetres in length, constitutes the perineum. The labia majora correspond to the scrotum in the male. The labia minora, labia minora pudendi, nymphae, are two small cutaneous folds situated between the labia majora and extending from the clitoris obliquely downward, lateralward, and backward for about four centimetres on either side of the orifice of the vagina, between which and the labia majora they end. In the virgin, the posterior ends of the labia minora are usually joined across the middle line by a fold of skin named the frenulum of the labia or fourchette. Anteriorly, each labium minus divides into two portions. The upper division passes above the clitoris to meet its fellow of the opposite side, forming a fold which overhangs the glans clitoridis, 
and is named the Propuchium clitoridis. The lower division passes beneath the clitoris and becomes united to its undersurface, forming, with its fellow of the opposite side, the frenulum of the clitoris. On the opposed surfaces of the labia minora are numerous sebaceous follicles. The clitoris is an erectile structure, homologous with the penis. It is situated beneath the anterior labial commissure, partially hidden between the anterior ends of the labia minora. It consists of two corpora cavernosa, composed of erectile tissue enclosed in a dense layer of fibrous membrane, united together along their medial surfaces by an incomplete fibrous pectiniform septum. Each corpus is connected to the rami of the pubis and ischium by a crus. The free extremity, glans clitoridis, is a small rounded tubercle consisting of spongy erectile tissue and highly sensitive. The clitoris is provided, like the penis, with a suspensory ligament and with two small muscles, the ischiocavernosi, which are inserted into the crura of the clitoris. The vestibule, vestibulum vaginae. The cleft between the labia minora and behind the glans clitoridis is named the vestibule of the vagina. In it are seen the urethral and vaginal orifices and the openings of the ducts of the greater vestibular glands. The external urethral orifice, orificium urethrae externum, urinary meatus, is placed about 2.5 centimeters behind the glans clitoridis and immediately in front of that of the vagina. It usually assumes the form of a short sagittal cleft with slightly raised margins. The vaginal orifice is a median slit below and behind the opening of the urethra. Its size varies inversely with that of the hymen. The hymen is a thin fold of mucous membrane situated at the orifice of the vagina. The inner edges of the fold are normally in contact with each other, and the vaginal orifice appears as a cleft between them. The hymen varies much in shape. When stretched, its commonest form is that of a ring, generally broadest posteriorly. Sometimes it is represented by a semilunar fold, with its concave margin turned towards the pubes. Occasionally it is cribriform, or its free margin forms a membranous fringe. It may be entirely absent, or may form a complete septum across the lower end of the vagina. The latter condition is known as an imperforate hymen. It may persist after copulation, so that its presence cannot be considered as a sign of virginity. When the hymen has been ruptured, small rounded elevations, known as the carunculi hymenales, are found at its remains. Between the hymen and the frenulum of the labia is a shallow depression named the navicular fossa. The bulb of the vestibule, bulbus vestibuli, vaginal bulb, is the homologue of the bulb and adjoining part of the corpus cavernosum urethrae of the male, and consists of two elongated masses of erectile tissue placed one on either side of the vaginal orifice and united to each other in front by a narrow median band termed the pars intermedia. Each lateral mass measures a little over 2.5 centimetres in length. Their posterior ends are expanded and are in contact with the greater vestibular glands. Their anterior ends are tapered and joined to one another by the pars intermedia. 
Their deep surfaces are in contact with the inferior fascia of the urogenital diaphragm. Superficially, they are covered by the bulbocavernosus. The greater vestibular glands, glandulae vestibularis major, Bartolini, Bartolin's glands, are the homologues of the bulbo-urethral glands in the male. They consist of two small, roundish bodies of a reddish-yellow colour, situated one on either side of the vaginal orifice, in contact with the posterior end of each lateral mass of the bulb of the vestibule. Each gland opens by means of a duct, about two centimetres long, immediately lateral to the hymen, in the groove between it and the labium minus. End of section 40 Recording by Roger Clifton, St. Albans, England